Hey guys, it's Pete Mundo of HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Thanks for downloading our podcast. It's a radio show. We turn it into a podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We appreciate you joining us. Please do rate, review, subscribe. And if you do, send me a screenshot of your review to Pete Mundo at HeartlandCollegeSports.com and I will get you a free Heartland College Sports Koozie in the mail. I promise you I'll do it. And we're brought to you by betnow.eu. Use the promo code HEARTLAND for a 100% sign-up bonus. It helps us out a lot. It keeps us going in a positive direction. So we're placing our Big 12 bets there. I hope you do as well. Enjoy it, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Well, we keep it going on Heartland College Sports Weekly. I'm Pete Mundo, and let's say hello to a guy that you read all the time, you see all the time, and you hear all the time. And he is uh, Derek Duke, of course, part of HeartlandCollegeSports.com. So, Derek, you and I have both been uh, pretty critical this week of of Bill Snyder and Kansas State. And, and, you know, we both prefaced this by saying we really like Bill Snyder, respect the hell out of the guy, and think he's obviously done amazing things for that university. But uh, the way this has looked lately over the last, you know, the entire season, but especially this past week, it's hard to, I think, defend him at this point. Yeah, I'd have to totally agree with that. Right now you kind of look at Kansas State, you know, they've got the one, uh, two wins on the season, even though it feels like they're almost winless uh, really to, to start off the year. They got a, the, the lucky win against uh, South Dakota earlier in the year. At home, they got blown out by Mississippi State, and then they can't come back and beat a really bad UTSA team at home where they look much better offensively, but you're not really sure where to kind of gauge them because of the competition level. And then they travel to Morgantown, and you're not sure how that goes, and they just get the doors blown off of them. And what's really concerning about me is this the whole offensive situation with Skylar Delton, uh, and, uh, excuse me, uh, Alex Delton and Skylar Thompson. The way that those two guys are being managed right now, I think I'm not even sure if they got the two guys mixed up and confused on how they played after the game. Uh, that was kind of a, just a botch by Snyder himself. But it just looks like this team has lost a touch, and I kind of said it in my mailbag. I felt like going into last year, I was really high on them last season. And it just really that pick just really blew up in my face. And then you look at this year, you say, oh, maybe they could be a sneaky good team. But it, it's they're just an absolute train wreck on offense. Um, Alex Barnes isn't getting it done on the ground. Uh, the wideouts have been really disappointing outside of Isaiah Zuber. Uh, the offensive line's even been a little disappointing. So, as much as we hopped him up before the season, so there's a lot, a lot of uh, you know areas to improve upon. Even the defense needs some work as well. But you look at it, and this is just not your typical Bill Snyder team. And, and I don't think it has been for the last couple of years, to be quite honest with you. So, you know, Father Time always catches up with people, and I'm just starting to wonder if, if it's Bill Snyder's time uh, to, to possibly, you know. Call it quits. Yeah, I think that, that that makes this game this weekend against Texas so fascinating because you have a Texas team that's on the rise, two straight top 25 wins, a Kansas team trending in the very opposite direction. But, you know, it seems like every time we count or anybody counts out Bill Snyder, he comes back the following week or the following season and, and shocks you. Let's talk about the Texas Longhorns. Let's talk about Tom Herman. Uh, you know, two straight wins over good teams, but maybe not as good as people thought they were. Was last week to you more about uh, Texas and its improvement or TCU's uh, struggles? I'd have to go with Texas improvement. The one thing that I would take away from TCU was the week before against Ohio State. I was really impressed the way they stood toe-to-toe with a program like Ohio State. 
Obviously, Ohio State, you know, it speaks for itself the way, you know, they have that, that program going at the top, you know, three, four program in the entire country. The recruiting rankings, you look at them every year. Ohio State's right up there in the top three for the last several years. So just the talent level they have. And I felt like TCU really went toe-to-toe with them, you know, breaking in a new quarterback with Sean Robinson. So to me, it's more about Texas. I thought TCU was probably well-prepared in the game. I thought TCU, besides the turnovers, they didn't play all that bad. But it's just those turnovers really really kind of punched them in the gut. And if you look at it, I think Texas is really improving. You know, they're being consistent on offense. But most importantly, they're not turning the football over. Sam Ellinger is doing a great job of taking care of the football. The offense is being efficient. You know, they're wearing down the defense in the running game, and they're taking their shots deep to guys like, you know, Lil Jordan Humphrey and Colin Johnson. So and defensively, I felt like Texas has always been sound. It's just, it's just a matter of, you know, putting it all together and being consistent from week in to week out. And I felt like the last several weeks, Texas defensively has really gotten that done, starting with that Tulsa game, uh, from the USC game, and now to the TCU game. And you just mentioned, like I just mentioned earlier, about the offense being efficient. You know, they had a really bad second half against Tulsa, but then they come out next week, uh, last week against USC. They blow the doors off of them in the last three quarters. They score like 34 unanswered points. And the same really this week. I, you know, they, they went on quite a, quite a run on against TCU. So I think it says a lot more about Texas being consistent now. Are they a program that is going to be in the top of the Big 12 this season? I'm not sure of it yet, but the past two weeks, they've certainly looked the part, though. Derek Duke, Pete Mundo with you here in Heartland College Sports Weekly. So, uh, Derek, you know, I looked at Oklahoma over the weekend, of course, that Army game. We both, by the way, I know uh, you hooked me up with the uh, with the Periscope, so we were all watching on this Periscope and, and this grainy video. But uh, big, <laughs> big, big picture here now. I uh, is the gap between OU and the rest of the conference closer than we all might have thought it was two weeks ago, or has this just been a, a, a fluky last – I don't want to say last week against Iowa State was a fluke. Certainly the defense is not as convincingly better as we thought. So are you chalking last week up to a fluke, or is, is there maybe something going on there? I'm going to go ahead and say it's a fluke. And the reason why I'm going to say that is anytime you schedule one of these service academies, as well as I'm include Georgia tech in there as well, these teams all run the triple option. And especially really in any conference, but especially in a league like the big 12, you'll never outside, you know, in conference play, you will never see anybody run that offense. It's something that you'll probably a team sees, you know, once every couple of years when you, when you schedule a service academy, so it's really, really tough to prepare for. You have to be fundamentally sound on defense. You have to follow your assignments, gap control, all that fun stuff about the defense. So it's really a lot about discipline. And Mike Stoops, I know there's a lot of questions about Mike Stoops heading in the year. OU fans want him gone. I'm, I'm cert, um, very certain that after this performance they had this past weekend against Army, I'm sure that just really fueled the fire for those uh, fans, you know, arguing that side. But I think it's. I really do think it's a fluke. I think what I saw offensively from their limited possessions for Oklahoma, I thought Kyler Murray did well. I believe they had only eight possessions in the football game, and they scored four touchdowns out of that. That's 50%. I mean, that's going to be pretty good in my book. Um, they even had a chance to win it at the end with that Austin Seibert missed field goal, but that's a different story. But defensively, yes, it was very, very disappointing. Will, will another team rush for over 300 yards again over them this season? I really highly doubt it. Uh, but I think the gap is, is still there's still a small gap, but I do think the gap is a little bit closing, especially when you t- look at a team like West Virginia this past weekend who just blew the doors off Kansas State. But 
this is a really good weekend to kind of test that out because you got a West Virginia team traveling to Lubbock. We're going to find out if they're for real. And, you know, Oklahoma's playing Baylor, so I don't really expect uh, much change for Oklahoma this week. The, you know, I could probably expect a real blowout win against Baylor at home. Derek Dukes, our guest. So, Derek, let's uh, let's look at this weekend schedule. You kind of just mentioned it right there. I think we all agree, and we both agree, that West Virginia-Texas Tech is the, the best game on the conference slate this weekend, right? We're on the same page there? Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Okay. So, after that, I mean, I think you get down to – Iowa State, TCU, Texas, Kansas State, um, you know, Oklahoma State, KU, Baylor, Oklahoma. To me, the most interesting game outside of West Virginia Tech is Iowa State, TCU, because one of these teams is going to have three losses by the end of September. And I don't think either team's fan base or team, for that matter, expected that before the season started. I think either team would have been shocked if you told them they had three losses by the end of the month. So what do you look at as the, uh, as the second most intriguing game of the weekend? I'd have to agree right with you there. I think you made a great point about that, talking about not expecting, you know, a third loss already to come, you know, we're still in September. It's crazy. We're still really in the, technically in the first month of college football. If you look at it, just because September has five Saturdays in it, but I think you're absolutely right on that one. Uh, Iowa State expectations were really high. Obviously, they expect to get get to another bowl game. A lot of people had them had them, you know, around fifth or possibly fourth, maybe some high as third. Even though I believe they they were ranked, I think seventh in the me, uh, media polls uh, back at Big Twelve Media Days. But there was a really lot high expectation for this Iowa State team. We knew defensively they were going to be great. They had a lot of pieces coming back. My questions, and I think everybody else's questions about this team, were on offense with Kyle Kemp. Now you're seeing it, seeing a Kyle Kemp on the sidelines. Zeb Nolan's going to be, you know, be in the game. I think the offense looks a lot better with Zeb Nolan. It's more open. They're able to throw the football downfield more. Uh, you know, create some more running lanes for David Montgomery. So they're not, not, not seeing so many stacked boxes up front. And for TCU, you know, I expected them to lose against Ohio State, but I did expect them to beat Texas last week. And so I think for TCU, they, they've had so much success over the past couple of years. Obviously, they reached a Big 12 title game last season uh, with Kenny Hill at quarterback. So I felt like a lot of TCU people were very high on the TCU team as well. Many expected them to get back to that Big 12 title game. But you're right. The loser of this football game is, is completely out of the Big 12 title race, in my opinion. We've still got a long season left to go. But it's not great when you start out your first two weeks in Big 12 play and you're 0-2. Derek, are you? Um, I'm a little concerned about Sean Robinson just because of the past two third quarters he's played in. Um, they, they obviously have been full of turnovers, and I know he's a young guy and he shakes them off, and that's all well and good. But are, are, are you concerned? Would you be concerned if you're Gary Patterson, or is it just, hey, we got a new quarterback, we're breaking him in, this is part of the game? I think you're going to get that answer this week, honestly. Last week, obviously, you know, Against Ohio, a team like Ohio State, I expected mistakes. And last week, if you look at it, it was this, not his first conference road start because he did start last year at Texas Tech, and he didn't really look all that great then. And he, he had his moments on Saturday against Texas. The problem is taking care of the football. Can he take care of the football? At home, I feel like he should be able to do that compared to if he was traveling to Ames, to Iowa State. May have a little, a lot more difficult time, you know, controlling the crowd and, and you know getting all the calls and signals correct. But at home, I expect him to take care of the football. I expect him to play better at home. That's why I think TCU will win this game. If we're asking about picks, but I think it is an area of concern. I think they they need to. While it's great that your quarterback can kind of just you know let go of that turnover, kind of forget about that last play and just move on to the next one. 
But at the same time, you got to ask yourself, well, why are we making these mistakes? Why are you making these throws and not taking care of the football? So I do believe it's an issue. We'll find out more this week if that gets corrected. And if, you know, if it continues to be a problem, then I think it's a definite, definite issue moving forward uh, for the rest of the year. What, what do you think of uh, what's happening here with, uh, with Oklahoma State? Mike Gundy caught a lot of heat after that loss, Texas Tech. First one in Stillwater since 2001. First time Tech has beaten Oklahoma State since 2008. Uh, you know, I've been skeptical of Taylor Cornelius, but then he had that great game against Boise State, and, you know, he was able to run the ball. He had more accuracy than the first two games. But, boy, he just, he just looked out of sync again against better competition uh, in Texas Tech. What do you think's going on there with Oklahoma State? Will they eventually turn the page to a Spencer Sanders or a Drew Brown, or are they going to hold steady here? I think eventually they're going to have to turn the page. You just mentioned that Boise State game. They had two block punts in that game. So, I mean, you kind of look at the scoreboard, and in reality you're not going to block two punts in a game. I mean, it's, it's possible, but it's certainly not probable to happen again. So I think you look at the scoreboard a little bit. But I think Taylor managed the offense well, and that's my thing. It's what I call him every week. I think he's a great game manager. If you have a lead or you may, you know, you're kind of dead even, but is is he going to be a guy? If you're down two, this is the league, you know, it's a passing league, you know, it's a pass first, pass first league. You got to have a great quarterback if you want to win ball games in the Big Twelve. If you're down by two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, is Taylor the guy you want coming coming out running onto the field and saying, "Hey, let's go get this victory. Let's let's we want you to lead us to the victory." Because I really don't see it. I don't believe he is the guy. Uh, I think he's, he's he's okay in that 10 to 15 yard range of his passes, the short passes even as well, from you know the line of scrimmage to five yards. But you start looking at throws more than you know 20, 25 yards down the field. That's what really helped this offense last year with a guy like Mason Rudolph. He had obviously had James Washington to really take the top off the defense. But I feel like they have the guys and the pieces on the outside to take top the top off the defense. But the ball's just not getting there. There's just no connection deep, and that's really been an issue for this offense. And not to mention, you know, I talked about it this week in my mailbag, Justice Hill has to get more involved in this offense. I believe he had, he had only 14 touches in this ball game, and he was averaging over nine yards a carry on the ground. So he's a guy that's going to definitely need to get see the football more. He's a superstar. Many had him as a Heisman contender entering, entering the season. I think it's about time he starts playing, playing like that. But, yeah, at the same time, you have to get him the football. So, I do think there is going to be a quarterback change if it's this week or next week, whenever it may be. Obviously, I think they play Kansas this week, so I wouldn't worry too much about it. But, you know, the following week, you're going to start having some questions, you know, answered. So, But I really think moving forward, I don't see Taylor Cornelius as the guy. I think he's a great game manager. But I just don't think he's the guy that's going to go out and win you a ball game. All right, Derek, last thing with uh, with the Baylor Bears. They're 3-1, and one, but... Uh, you know, Baylor fans are, are just don't seem happy because, you know, they did win the three games they were supposed to win. The one that was up in the air was Duke, and they trailed that game, what, 23 nothing at one point. So they're still kind of wondering what this team is. Uh, and it's hard to learn anything when they play Kansas, you know. I mean, you want to say the defense looked better. I think they allowed zero rushing yards in the first half. But it's like, yeah, it's it's Kansas. So what, what do we what do we think of the Baylor Bears? We'll get a better test this weekend against OU, of course. But I still think they're a team that could finish anywhere from I could see them as high as fifth in the conference all the way down to ninth. I just don't know with this team. Yeah, anytime a team is going to play Kansas this year in the Big 12, I'm just going to go ahead and just take that game tape and just throw it in the trash because yeah. I'm not even going to really watch it and take it too seriously. 
because any team in the Big 12 right now, I feel like could blow out Kansas by 20 points. That's just the way I feel about it. But uh, some others may feel different. But I think you're absolutely right. I don't, I'm not sure what Baylor is to at this point. You know, they beat Abilene Christian, who's obviously not not near the level where Baylor's at. They beat a really bad UTSA team on the road, which was great. I mean, they got a victory, but UTS. I mean, it's UTSA, so you can't really take a whole lot from it. And then. They beat Kansas. I mean, so really, you look at it and it's just kind of con- you're just kind of scratching your head a little bit. I'm not really sure what they are at this point either. I think they're a team once they get into the meat of the Big 12, you know, the schedule. I really think they're a team that's going to really start struggling. I still think they have some offensive line issues. I think they're going to struggle to run the football in conference play. And defensively, can they stop the run? I'm still not sure yet. Uh, I felt like they played great last week. Like I mentioned, it's Kansas, but it's Kansas, so. It's still really hard to figure this team out. I still personally, I think they're going to finish around eighth or ninth in the in the Big Twelve. So I'm not really too high on Baylor this year. I think this is still very much a rebuilding year for Baylor. And really, where I'm looking at that progress is going to be more in that 2019 uh, season. Well, we'll be keeping tabs. It's going to be a great weekend. Uh, you will be in Lubbock this weekend. Have some fun there and uh, enjoy, you know, following that game. And we'll be keeping tabs. Absolutely, I'll be dodging uh, tortillas on the field. So I appreciate it, Pete. <laughs> Uh, always good to chat with Derek Duke thanks for joining us guys and please do rate, review, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher Google Play, send me that screenshot to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com I'll get you the free koozie in the mail and betnow.eu promo code heartland for a 100% sign up bonus and we'll talk to you soon